0: Take a moment here, if you don't mind, Chris. It's your show, Rich. I appreciate you saying yeah, that. Yeah, no
1: problem. This is The Rich Eisen Show.
0: Is one of the greatest places I've ever been.
1: Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've never seen anything like it. The Rich Eisen Show.
0: It is a jewel.
1: Today's guests. From Valley Sports, NFL reporter Mike Silver, seven-time Pro Bowl receiver Tori Holt, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay,
0: everybody, welcome to this Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live from Los Angeles, California. I'm your humble host, thrilled to be here, Uh, honored that you uh, choose us Uh, to hang with at any point in time over the next three hours. We hope you stick for all of them. Here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, SiriusXM Channel 211, our Odyssey app. We stream coast to coast so you can take us wherever you want live and you can also check us out on this terrestrial radio station on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, coast to coast, we appreciate the uh, program director smart enough to make the decision to say, yeah, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate uh eight four four two oh four rich Always like talking to folks here on the program. Chris Brockman, good to see you in your position, sir. What up, my man? Uh, Jay Feller is still sitting in for Mike Del Tufo. Hey, good rich. to see you. but uh, And uh, my buddy TJ Jefferson over there. Good to see you, TJ. I Jefferson. mean, are we cool today, Rich? <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, yeah, we are we're always cool. We're just, you and I are always it like always, we had some beef at the end good. of the show. We did. We did. And, we did. We did have beef at yeah. the end of the show yesterday and don't I had worry no we'll revi- beef. You know, we'll I was revisit. like a vegetarian We'll yesterday. revisit because your your favorite new quarterback in the NFL, oh, not named Cooper tonight, Rush is baby. playing football tonight. Let's oh, go. Week 9 kicks off tonight. My yeah. New York Jets just yeah. trying to keep following up and the Mike White experience rolls into Indianapolis where the Indianapolis Colts lost a few days ago in overtime to the Tennessee Titans with Carson Wentz making one of the worst throws in the history of throws and making throws. Um, and uh, we'll see how that goes tonight. Uh, and we will discuss it. We will discuss it. anytime. Uh, it's very rare that I'm on this show uh, on a day the Jets play a nationally I televised know, right? football game. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on what tonight could be. Very That'll incredible. be good. And then the uh, reason why I'm also chipper is not only because I I um, I don't take for granted these opportunities that we have a show like this every single day in a crazy mixed-up world. But uh, to my right, I will turn It's uh, just 60 minutes from now, and I will look at the uh, empty guest chair that has been so rarely filled because of the pandemic so these days. Um uh, It'll be one of my favorite people smiling back at me, Mr. Tori Holt. Mm. Big big game, Tori Holt will be here in studio. Big game. He's, I'm told he's in town because he's going to go to the Rams game Sunday night. All right. Makes sense. The Titans-Rams Sunday night football game, which Let's is the next nationally televised coast-to-coast, nothing else on football-wise uh, contest of week number nine. Let's talk right. about he, Week nine. He big was game. once part of a pretty big Ram-Titan game, right? Uh, was, uh, I do remember that he was part of a big Rams-Titans game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask him his uh, impression of, uh, of where he was for all that. Uh, standing on the sideline, I'm sure, just uh, as nervous as a cat. Thinking, did, did he, did he wind up short? Did uh, Did uh, Dyson come uh, come up short? Or did he get in the end zone? Oof. So uh, I got lots of good stories to tell about that one too. Yeah. I've already told one of them about Jeff Fisher. I told you guys that one, right? About wh- one? about Jeff Fisher wondering if he'd go for two in that game. If he, oh, yeah, he scored. Oh right. yeah. All right. Yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 I'll that. tell that story later on in this That's hour. But uh, Mike Silver's going to be up first in about 16 minutes. time. Michael Smith will join us in hour number three. He of a uh, brother from another fame right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. He and Michael Holly chop it up every single day as soon as we're done. We take it from Dan Patrick, hand it off to Michael Smith and Michael Holly. He will help us take us to his show later on in hour number three. And there's lots to talk about because the NFL story of the day. With all due respect to Thursday Night Football and my Jets and my Colts, those two teams are, are uh, uh, currently uh, on the outside looking in. They're sniffing it. The Colts are sniffing it. The Jets are, are hoping to sniff something other than the smell of their own stink from the first few weeks of the season. And uh, <laughs> last week uh, certainly helped. But we're going to, you know, with all due respect to an actual football game being played on the TripleCast tonight, Amazon Prime, NFL Network, and Fox, um, that um, the two stories – Top stories in the NFL today are who's at home. And I don't mean the Indianapolis Colts playing a home game. Who's at the crib? Who's at home today? Uh, It's Aaron Rodgers and it's Odell Beckham Jr. for two totally different reasons. Once again, we send our our best to Aaron Rodgers. This virus is no joke. I will repeat it again. I do wear it on my sleeve because I had it. That was one of the first breakthrough cases I'd ever heard of. One of the first breakthrough cases I ever heard of was the guy looking, I looked at in the mirror in a hotel room for 10 days, staring out the same window, wondering, you know, is it going to get worse? Is Could it could possibly get better? What's it going to feel like? And then I felt it, and it was awful. It was terrible. And I was vaccinated. Aaron is, again, reportedly not. And according to reports that were coming out after we went off the air yesterday from Ian Rappaport, was kind enough to call on the show yesterday, um, he apparently tried some holistic um homeopathic um methods to w- get his antibody level up enough for the NFL to consider him vaccinated. And for enough for, for him to consider himself immunized, which is what he called himself when point blank asked in late August if he was vaccinated. And then uh, him appearing in press conferences without a mask. Anybody out there who um, sees an NFL player in a mask at a postgame press conference knows, should know, that that person is not a vaccinated person. He must wear a mask around others, in a room with others, wear a mask, because that is the rule of the NFL, and I never saw Aaron wearing a mask. You see Lamar Jackson wearing a mask coming into the game. You see him standing at a podium in a in a surgical mask that's probably handed to him. That's the indication. That's also the following of protocols. And it sure looked like, again, these are all what things surmise and what seem and look like. It looks like he was conducting himself in a manner in which a vaccinated player can, can act like and as allowed through protocols. So when Aaron Rodgers, knock on wood, comes back healthy and stands in front of a microphone, he has got a lot of, what's the words for explaining to do. A lot of it. Or he could choose to say nothing, but there's a large cross-section of fan base that roots for him that would like to get some answers from him as to why he has chosen this manner in a season where the vaccine is available and is absolutely a competitive advantage for a player to take without a doubt it is a competitive advantage doing everything to win for a player to take the science is there billions of people around the planet have taken it and they are not dropping dead there's a lot of accounting on that front and we'll see what he says. And we'll see what the NFL says to the Packers. And I'll tell you what, I mean, Aaron was talking about the Packers not backing his play a lot. It sure looked like they were backing his play. Oh, yeah. It sure looked like that they were, I don't know, unless they were constantly telling him, you got to put a mask on. But he's also the MVP of the, of the NFL. And, I, again, these are all suppositions. These are all that this is, appears what it looks like to all of us right now. And certainly, with him being out, it's a pretty damn big football game. As we know, you cannot miss your best availability. Your best ability is availability, and he's not available for this week. And I have no idea. You have no idea what the science is. I still have no idea how I caught it. He could have been a breakthrough case anyway, but clearly he's out. And I hope he is better because this is nasty. And he could come back, and this could be all total moot point because his life is changing right now. To be alarmist, you'd think that's alarmist. It's entirely possible. So I hope he is well. And I look forward to hearing what he's got to say when he comes back. And then there's also the football aspect of everything. You had a fascinating point, uh, Chris, that I want to hit later on, that his, his, his career is following a similar path of Brett Favre. It's really eerie. It's really eerie because now Jordan Love's going to get a shot in the game to show to everybody that he shouldn't be just sitting around on the bench in the same way that Aaron Rodgers got that shot in front of my own two oh, eyes yeah. on a Saturday night in Dallas when he was in the midst of his sitting around waiting for Favre to move on, retire,
2: and that was or, his or have the year, Packers right?
0: move on. Say that again. And that was his third season, right? Uh, finally look that his? up. So, oh, we, yeah, so we, we'll be working completely from uh, uh, knowledge later on. But that'll be later on in the show, we'll hit that subject matter. And of course, with Michael Smith, we'll hit the subject matter that I'm seeing all the uh, uh, talk shows in our business, or argument shows in our business, debate shows, pardon me, uh, in our business uh, talk about today that I guess you could, you know, I I guess I need to make sure that you understand that you have placed trust and hope in me and I place trust and hope in you, TJ, even though yesterday we had words at the end of our show yesterday. (laughs) Uh, But, you know. You you have the mind to produce a show like these debate shows because as soon as this came out yesterday, like what's the difference between what Rogers has done appeared to have done or what Kyrie Irving did didn't and do. is still doing because of what he didn't do, which is still the the ultimate thing not taking the vaccine for whatever their reason. Hmm. I want to hit that with Michael Smith later on. I used to be a producer, Rich. I, so. You still are though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's producer, that, you're producer. you producer sitting there. You that, know. That's a good don't, point. I'm just don't don't let the The uh, the 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 array of of baubles behind you that you have (laughs) that you have placed there and throw anybody off. You're you're lead pipe wheeling professional. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Appreciate that. And then uh, there's another player sitting at home today, healthy, apparently ready to practice practice with his teammates in advance for what you know what is a pretty big football game this weekend. What's that, Rich? The Bengals coming off of a loss to the Jets. <laughs> to the one-loss Jets. To Mike White lighting up the Bengals' defense in a manner that Lamar Jackson could not. Following up their beatdown of the Ravens. Their placing, apparent placing of a calling card onto the AFC desk in 2021 to say, we are here. We are 2-0 in division. On the road, we've beaten the Steelers and the Ravens already. We are the Bengals. We're the one seed coming into week eight, and then they lose to the Jets in New York, New Jersey, and Mike White throws 400 yards against them. They're following that up against a Browns team. Against a Browns team that just played three straight home games and lost two of them in a row. And the other one was against the Denver Broncos team on a short week that Case Keenum took care of business. And that Browns team is now 4-4, four and four, huh? And that Browns team is going on the road to Cincinnati in the Battle of Ohio, a division battle. Cincinnati's first at home. That's a pretty damn big football game. And the guy who's not going to be out there is number 13 in your program, number one in many in LeBron's heart. Uh, And
1: his his dad's heart. And many many people.
0: (laughs) Apparently his teammates heart too. His teammates heart. Odell Beckham Jr. is sitting at home saying, I want to come to practice. And for the second straight day, the Browns said, stay home. What the hell is going on there? What has happened? Because if it was such a fissure, if it was such a problem, right? And the Browns want to make sure that if he is now released, because it is such a problem, that they want to make sure that he doesn't go to a spot that comes back to bite them, then they should have traded him to the spot that would not come back to bite him and them. That's what they should have done on the trade deadline Tuesday, because if this is this whole thing born out of Odell's dad, putting out an 11 minute long video of the number of times that Odell was open and didn't get the ball. Like I told you yesterday. And like I heard um, Ross Tucker say on Dan Patrick's show as I was driving in, cause I listened to DP on the way in uh, whenever I can. And I, I heard that he basically said any receiver, can Put a video together like that mm-hmm. honestly. Any receiver, Michael Irvin, could have put a receiver a video together <laughs> like that for, for him and Aikman. Number of times that Aikman's told us on this show that Irv comes back in and says, Hey, I'm open. I mean, that's uh, I've heard that story a million times. Receivers always think they're open, they're 7 so, 11. I mean, if that really is the cause of the break and that they couldn't handle it or or that's just indicative of what's going on behind the scenes, then trade them. Trade them. Eat, eat the salary. You don't want to do that, I guess, but eat it. At some point, as Mike Tomlin said, you want volunteers, not hostages. They got Melvin Ingram out of there. Great quote. At some point, the... Addition is by subtraction. And the subtraction in your bank account shouldn't trump the addition by subtraction of the trade. I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't know what the hell happened then or now. Because he's sitting at home. I think that's ridiculous if by all reports, and our guest Mike Silver is about to join us from Bally Sports, he says that his reporting... And he knows people in that Cleveland building. Even with Hugh Jackson gone, he's locked in there. (laughs) And he knows people in that building. And and his people are telling him, guy hasn't done anything. Right. Like, that I know of. He's not storming through the place and making things uncomfortable. If the video makes people uncomfortable, then sit down like grown men and work it out. Certainly, if he's going to be sitting at home, healthy, healthy. And this team's going into Cincinnati, man. This is a big game. What if the Bengals win this one? They're 3-0 in division. And you've already lost to the Steelers at home. You're going to even follow it up with a loss to the Bengals on the road. You'll have lost three in a row. You're under five hundred. The Bengals are taking a step forward. Ravens are coming off their bye. Steelers are on Monday Night Football against a Bears team that they should slap around. You're telling me 13's better at home than 13 in the jungle, this Sunday. Why? What's going on? Let's get some answers from Mike Silver. There's you too at eight four four two zero four. Rich, number to dial. Always love chatting with you, folks. Um, some some other items to, to hit on this show today. Von Miller has spoken. All right. He has spoken as a member of the Los Angeles Rams. It was great to have Les Snead on this show yesterday. The uh, Rams GM gave us a heck of a roadmap as to how he acquired Von Miller, was able to get Von <laughs> the same line <laughs> as Aaron Donald. I, I I mean, I can't help but laugh every single time I, say, I just say those words out loud. Um, also on this program, uh, Derek Carr, his words yesterday with his teammate Henry Ruggs now behind bars because – of the worst decision and mistake he's made in his life at the life of his fiance who was driving shotgun. She's apparently, you know, hospitalized. And then of course the the woman in Las Vegas who along with her dog died in that accident because Henry Rugg smashed into the car at the rate of 150 some odd miles an hour Ugh. at 340 in the morning. What Derek Carr has had to say just only bolsters my opinion of him and also my opinion of him as a most valuable player for this Raiders team and in that locker room. So that's what's up here on this Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. So much to talk about. And again with you, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. We're back with Mike Silver who can try and make heads or tails of what's going on in Cleveland. He's also, you know, somebody who's been covering Aaron Rodgers for years. Don't move. We're off and running on a Thursday.
1: This is the
0: Rich Eisen Show. On the Rich Eisen Show, ter- radio, Terrestrial Radio Network, for for all of you folks, we just spent the three minutes in our Peacock segment playing a video from three years ago when, at the first blush, blossom, bloom of the show, now hit show, and That's award show, yeah, a nominated show, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Uh, Ralph Moncho is who We just played that because it's his 60th birthday today. 60? 60? Stop the young man from... The Karate Kid. The wow. Karate Kid is now the the Karate, uh, you know, AARP cardholder. Karate geezer. The Karate geezer. Oh, geezer. <laughs> well done. The Karate. He's not a 60s so young man. As a 52 year old man, I will say. Yeah, but he looks like he's. Oh, by the 35. way, 35. It, it's Mooch's he birthday to me. He is 93 years old. Mooch, <laughs> Mooch is turning 93 today. Is Mooch's birthday? It is. Yep. 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 Birthday Mooch. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number two. Mooch is 66. Uh, It's it's, actually flip it over. You must be, he's 99. Um, so, (laughs) uh, is, is, is our next guest on the phone line, Chris? (laughs) Yes. My buddy from way back in the day for many years at the NFL media group. Now with Bally sports, he does a beautiful podcast with his daughter called the pass it down podcast Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, my friend Michael Silver. How are you, Michael?
3: Great, Rich. How are you?
0: Hanging in there. Let's get right uh, into this with with both both feet. Since uh, you were the one to essentially break yesterday that Odell was not there because the team was told by the Browns he's essentially no longer part of the team. And now it's another day of stay at home. What is happening with Odell in Cleveland, best you can tell?
3: Well, Rich, it's a weird stare-down because the trade deadline is over, so people keep saying, well, they're negotiating with Odell. Not sure what there is to negotiate. Uh, They could have traded him before the deadline, Uh, probably could have gotten maybe a sixth-round pick and figured out who paid what of this year's salary, but um, they let that deadline lapse. And, you know, from what I have been told by players and coaches, Rich, he has not acted out overtly. There is not a, an incident that we don't know about um, that's public in that facility where he did something. Obviously, his father had the social media post. LeBron James had the social media post. And there may be something going on behind the scenes that maybe just occurred between him and Kevin Stefanski or him and Andrew Berry. But if so, I don't know what that is. But clearly, Kevin Stefanski and the Browns, seem to have decided we can't have this enough of this but um you know you can't really do the old uh, John Gruden Keyshawn thing from back in the day in Tampa for old people like us who remember where they got into a place where John Gruden was basically like go away and you're just not gonna be part of the team this year you'll get your money but you're gone. Uh, You can't really do that anymore under the the current CBA. So unless they can figure out a way to suspend him for conduct detrimental to the team, they kind of have to make a decision. And that's why I'm not sure what they're negotiating. It seems like he's going to get released.
0: So that's the whole sense of things when somebody's excused from absence. Uh, I mean, an excused absence, you're excused from practice. You may stay home. It's, it's, um, it connotes that the player has done something. You're saying that the player has done nothing. Well, 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 I don't
3: know if the player has done something. The players and coaches I talked to didn't know of anything he had done other than, you know, his father posting very obsequiously on social media that he thinks the quarterback sucks. And, you know, unless they're keeping him away and saying, you can come back if you come you know, eat it and apologize and do this and that, which I I don't know that either. This is just me, you know, wondering. But um, Kevin Savansky took a pretty extraordinary step. He gathered the team together yesterday and said, basically, Odell's not on our team anymore. And, you know, he's not here today. We sent him home and let's proceed accordingly. So uh, I don't see, you know, the likelihood of a solution where he's back there uh, you know, given that statement,
0: Michael Silver, Bally Sports, here on the Rich Eisen show. So, th- is this a situation where they don't want him to get hurt, and then they're 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 on the hook for all of this money, and they've decided he's not on the team anymore, and and Odell's just got to sit at home? I mean i I don't well, understand. I don't understand yeah, that. Like, or or they yeah, are they going to or they going to say that his shoulder is hurt so bad he's now he's now put on IR and and come. Come with your grievance is that literally what they might actually do too something like
3: oh, yeah. that. yeah i mean i guess you could try to do that and then you know let them file a grievance but you you know you're technically not allowed to do that now the texans and deshaun watson are essentially doing that but it's with the players um you know cooperation right he's like cool pay me i don't want to play for you i don't want to practice if it, if deshaun watson shows up today and is like hey man i'm healthy I'm your fourth string quarterback or whatever you say I am. I want some reps. Then they, you know, that's at a crossroads too. Um, But you know, it sounds like Odell showed up for practice and was like, all right, I'm here. And they decided not to, but yeah, to me, it's not just, Oh, we don't want him to get hurt because he has no value to them anymore. They don't want him to play for them and they didn't trade him. So, I don't, you know, yeah, you'd be on the hook for the money, but I think you're going to have to release them and be on the hook for the money anyway. So maybe they're trying to get him to agree to not join a certain team. or You know, I, again, I, I don't – I'll try to find out in these coming hours and days. I don't understand what there is to negotiate. It seems to me like they missed their window, which was the trade deadline, to get anything – and now, uh, if they don't want him, they probably have to cut him And sue.
0: Last one for you on this. What what's your sense that uh, of what Baker feels about all this? His sense of everything and the relationship between them on the football field. What we do see on film that hasn't been edited by Odell's dad. You know, like what what do you think is going on there?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's funny because you know these are human beings, and I think fans tend to, even when they're dealing with human things you know, turn them into caricatures. I mean, you know, I I put a joking tweet out about uh, the Dolphins, Chris Greer, the general manager's statement about Tua yesterday, which is, no, 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 he's our guy. We were just looking around, and I said, you know, try that with your spouse, which is not an original thought, but it applied here. And then you had the literal police saying, you know, oh, this is nothing like a marriage. And it's like, yeah, but I still would argue that, you know, human beings who have a job and are proud and trying to perform it every day when they know their bosses are clearly trying to replace them with someone they think is better, that's something you have to deal with. It's not insurmountable, but it's a thing. So, yeah, it's a thing when Baker Mayfield, who's trying to win games and is kind of struggling and has a you know contract extension on the line and his future um, has a high-profile guy – Uh, has Odell Beckham Sr. posting something that sure seems to be an attack. And, you know, Odell's not calling him right away, Jr., saying, man, my dad's crazy, that's horrible, I just cut him out of my family or whatever you would say. So, yeah, it's a thing. Now, um, you know, they they seem to have bigger problems than that. I've talked to people uh, inside that building. One person told me I'm close with both of them. Uh, you know, very close with both of them. And this didn't have to happen. I hate that it's happened. And I'm kind of struggling with the fact that there's this much of a disconnect. And, um, you know, it does seem to be largely about football. Uh, Odell is a proud guy who, like many receivers, wants the ball and thinks he's open and thinks he can help the team that way. And, uh, you know, Baker, I'm sure, would tell you, I'm trying to run the offense for everyone and do my job the best I can. And I don't know the football side of it, you know, this year enough to uh in that building to understand whose side I should take, but mm-hmm. I do know that it's gotta be affecting Baker on a human level. So they
0: this per just uh maybe pull on my strand a little bit more. It said it, it it didn't have to happen. What's the it? The posting of the video this week? That uh, uh well, or, or I, or
3: think, what? I think well, this was a coach who said that, and I think I think what didn't have to happen was Kevin Stefanski getting to the point where he told Got the it. team at a meeting uh, uh, he's not on the team anymore. That That's what I was
0: referring wow, to. Wow, man. Uh, it is just remarkable because normally, again, something like this happens. There's a blow-up. There's this. Somebody said that. And the, either that's not getting out or it's just, as you're saying, it didn't happen. And, well, and It's, and it's so, funny,
3: someone referenced uh, 1996, which I have a, a very intimate familiarity with. Uh, Andre Risen uh, had been in Jacksonville, and uh, he and Tom Coughlin butted heads over, not football, over some, uh, you know, managerial type thing, who was the alpha. Uh, I remember because Andre told me the entire story uh, at a Green Bay uh, quote, club, which is really a bar, uh, one night in 1996 after he'd been cut and arrived in Green Bay and told me a very detailed story, which is one of my favorites ever, and it was later corroborated by multiple witnesses. But he got cut. Uh, the Packers, who were trying to get to the Super Bowl and had receiver injuries, signed him, and he ended up being a, yeah. a huge Player for them, you know, and route to a championship. So, you know, if Odell Beckham is waived, then people can put in waiver claims. He doesn't get to choose his own team. But if he clears waivers, or uh, you know, nobody decides to claim that contract, watch out. He might be able to pick his team, and uh, he he may we may see him in February. Yeah, I know.
0: Certainly, if he plays for say Baltimore, he might wind up in Cleveland again. Yeah, but wearing purple. You know, and that's probably what that that's that's exactly what I think this is about, to be honest with you, Michael, at this point, now that he's at home. I'm
3: sure I'm sure it is. I just don't know that they, you know, they they lost their right to determine that this season by the the trade deadline passing. So uh, that's why I'm confused by the time
0: Mike Silver here on the Rich Eisen show. Um, So. I'll give you the floor on Aaron Rodgers, I guess, uh, to borrow a a phrase of yours that you once uttered uh, famously. uh, (laughs) The lip reader seeing standing next to Aaron, uh, WTF, Uh, Mike, what do you think? What's your thoughts Uh, on the subject?
3: Well, okay. First of all, um, you know, I would urge people to follow the science and do what's best for your community. And I'm certainly vaccinated and. Uh, I don't have a chip in my ear. I hmm. have a much better chance of surviving COVID, and I, um, as I have trusted experts <laughs> since before I could formulate a, a coherent thought, uh, when I took all those vaccines as an infant uh, that have helped me stay healthy. I, you know, that's where I stand on it. Um, you know, and look. Um, I, first of all, I, I tweeted in late August. When he said the thing about, yeah, I'm immunized, um, I said, is being immunized the same as being vaccinated? Because it felt weird to me, his phrasing. And I know he's a smart guy who phrases things, you know, who knows what he's saying. Now, if you go back and look at the statement, it wasn't just the word. He clearly was giving the impression, in my opinion, yeah, I I took care of that. And so, um, you know, I think journalists were maybe too quick without a follow-up to say, he's been vaccinated, but I also think Aaron wanted to give that impression. Um, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA negotiated rules um, that were very clear for people who aren't vaccinated and, you know, with health and safety in mind, but also I think, you know, wanting to make it clear that if you're going to go this route, you're going to have some conditions placed on you that people who go the scientifically sound route um, don't. And, he didn't seem to, in front of us, follow those rules. So that's an issue, too. But, you know, I, I guess I would say, first of all, I haven't heard back from Aaron. I, first of all, I hope he's okay. It's a Correct. crazy, lousy, horrible thing that is
0: has oh, many it.
3: lives. I know so, it. Yeah, that's what, so I didn't want to, you know, I know a lot of people were immediately like, he's a liar. They, I can't believe he did this to his team. The Packers should be in trouble. Like, it, it's fair to talk about all of that and we're going through this as a nation and a world and it sucks and everybody has a right to feel strongly about it but yeah i guess let's first you know hopefully he's okay and comes back strong and and uh you know we can we can all debate this uh, the way we should
0: no I, I i agree with you on that um i i, I, I and and you know, it, it it stinks that he's out of such a big game like this and it stinks that he's got it. And, um, you know, if he was vaccinated, you know, he'd have a shot to play this week, even though I've yet to hear somebody who was vaccinated, who did test positive, that suddenly got two negatives in a row, um, right. you know, but put it all together, though. The thing that I'm looking about over the steering wheel is is how the reaction from uh, the Packers and how it got out that he did stuff holistically and things like that. Like where did, the and how Aaron's going to probably take all that. You know, I, I'm 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 looking into the future yeah. and wondering if we're going to start because he was telling me when he came on the show earlier this season about a month ago about trust and hope and he trusts and. And puts his hope in the Packers, and things were going so well. I mean, he was the owner of the Bears and the general manager of the Packers all at once with, with uh, right. in two straight in a couple straight weeks. You know, um, so how do you think he's going to take all this? You know, assuming he gets back healthy, as we all hope he does. What do you think?
3: He's been a de- he's been a decent GM, by the way, because you know the Randall Cobb signing or trade, which everyone laughed at. he's made some pretty big catches. You know, I like the aggressiveness. Jalen Smith didn't work out. They signed merciless. I mean, keep it coming. I wish they had, wish they had taken a swing at the trading deadline. Yeah. um, No, it's a fair point, Rich. They were in such a bad place, and um, I'm wondering if they're going to
0: be back in that same place again. Like it it comes, the holistic medicine, and he's trying to he's trying to make that something similar to actual vaccination, which he calls immunization. And you know, we we all understand he was playing with words there. You know,
3: it's not their their fault, though. I mean, I I hope he, uh, you know, you could, you know, I'm on his side when it comes to a lot of the disconnect between him and the front office over the years. And I I just, you know, this is not the Packers fault. This is a, you know, he He made his own bad.
0: Yep. I got you.
3: He made a decision. They didn't overtly call attention to it. And if anything, they helped him you know, act as though he was vaccinated, from what I could tell. And, um, you know, even Matt LaFleur now is certainly who, you know, has a great relationship with Aaron, but he's not trying to throw him under the bus. I mean, Mike Zimmer got upset. Ron Rivera got upset. We've seen coaches get upset and frustrated when people won't get vaccinated. They, they don't seem to be doing that. But I think you're right. I think, you know, the way they're behaving and will behave speaks to that sensitivity. And so um, probably – they will, uh, you know, just be kind of, uh, you know, they'll, they'll just throw up their hands and take their punishment from the league. But I, I don't think you're going to see them, uh, you know, make a strong statement about how, you know, people need to follow protocols. It's really important.
0: Michael Silver here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And then lastly... Um, what 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 did happen? Best you can tell with Deshaun Watson not going to Miami and Stephen Ross actually still meeting with Deshaun Watson. You made mention earlier in this about Chris Greer, the general manager of the Dolphins, statement of everybody putting the Humpty Dumpty Tua to back together again right here um, with everybody sitting and thinking they're going to just be playing out a string to try and get to another crack at Watson. Right? Yeah, I mean,
3: they're cl- they're clearly not all in with Tua. And, and listen, it, you know, as with Trubisky, right, who came in the same draft as Mahomes and Watson and actually went way before them, you know, I mean, Tua came after Burrow. Okay, well, Burrow went one, but he's been really, really good. And he came right before Herbert, and you just can't ignore it. I mean, the guy's been, you know, from the start, uh, has been, you know, a, 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 a potential superstar. And so... Um, yeah, they're not all in with him by any means, um, and I don't think that changes. As far as Watson, I mean, to me it was always complicated. I'd read these reports where it said, well, the Texans, anything less than three ones is a deal breaker. And I'm like, yeah, you might be, you know, not understanding your leverage, guys, uh, with all due respect. Like, I mean, now, don't get me started on that <laughs> dumpster fire of an organization, which, by the way, my first story for Bally Sports was about – Uh, Chair Cal McNair dropping a little uh, China virus uh, comment to the public realm back in May, uh, you know, and sneering afterwards. So you've got him, you've got Jack Easterby, you've got – when when Teron Taylor is out, you've got one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in my life taking the field, although they play the Dolphins on Sunday, so uh, that'll be a test. And and so, you know, look – it's a messy, complicated situation, and it's a lot of compensation. The owner has to be willing to handle that stuff in the community because there's some pretty, you know, creepy allegations. You've got the outstanding lawsuits, you've got the threat of criminal um, prosecution, and then you've also got the league possibly suspending them or putting them on the commissioner's exempt list. So to me, why didn't it get done? Because if you're going to give up all that, you want some degree of, uh belief that the mess is getting cleaned up and I guess they wanted him to settle all the civil lawsuits, which is probably tricky, and that didn't happen. So to me, that's probably why that and a combination of the Texans being like, Look, man, we don't care about all that stuff. He's Deshaun Watson. If you want him, you gotta pay. And I I I never it never made sense to me that a team would give up all that for a guy in that situation.
0: Michael Silver, Bally Sports, the Pass It Down podcast with your daughter. Thanks for coming on the program.
3: Thanks a lot, Rich. You bet.
0: That's Mike Silver right here on The Rich Eisen Show. So those are all the top stories in the NFL. And then uh, another one from this week we didn't hit with uh, with with Mike is the trade that did happen. Von Miller is now a Los Angeles Ram. He was introduced as such. And then we've got one of the greatest Rams of all time physically here to chat with us at the top of the next hour. We'll hear from Von coming up next. And then Tori Holt in studio. And then you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Do not go anywhere. We're still – right here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show on a busy Thursday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!"
1: This is the Rich
0: Eisen Show. Our radio, terrestrial radio audience, 844-204-RICH uh, is the number to dial. So, uh, and we'll take your phone calls. Do us a favor. Hang on and, and listen to what Tory's about to say when he joins us here. Um, and I'm sure he, just like every other Rams alum, including uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson yesterday, and Tory should be in the Hall of Fame, I'll say this. I won't embarrass him when he's out here because guys who are not in the Hall of Fame and deserve to be in the Hall of Fame do not wish to talk about Fight Club. But, uh, Torrey, 13,382 receiving yards. That's good for 16th all-time. 920 receptions, 21st all-time, 74 touchdowns. I mean, and you just take a look at the all-time list and people right above him, people below him are all in the Hall of Fame already. So, he's got the credentials. And hopefully he will get in sooner rather than later. But he and the rest of the Rams alumni and everybody who roots for the Rams and anybody who's on the Rams, anybody who's like, you know, I'm sure wherever an actual Ram is, the the, the the actual animal is just like walking around like, why do I feel so good today? You know, it's because Von Miller is a Ram. Honestly, if that. you're in a zoo, if <laughs> you're like on zoo. the top of some mountain somewhere, <laughs> right. there's just a ram hanging just out, like, what? You like, just said, no, no, like today's climbing, trying to get my, some, why do I feel some, so, so good? feeling myself yeah. right now. Why do I feel so good? Hey. Why, do, why does this grass that I'm hey. tasting just taste hey. so good today? Everything feels so good. Like, Air is so fresh. It sees another ram and it doesn't want to bang heads. It just wants to like give a nod. Just like, to give like, a nod. Yeah, we're good. Hey. We're, we're good. How good are we? What up, though? Yeah, Leslie got us Von Miller. Here was Vaughn yesterday Vaughn's feeling good here was Vaughn yesterday
2: I've been saying it kind of felt like a removing a splinter you know at first it hurts you know it, it hurts bad you know I've been there for 11 years I don't know anything else you know I, I was a Denver Bronco um and uh you know they told me that I was getting traded to the Rams. It hurts said all my goodbyes and you know looking at my house and looking at all the memories that I had there throughout you know 11 years it, it was tough you know when I took off Tuesday morning though you know, I had a nice view of the mountains and I told myself, like, hey, taking off, you know, Denver Bronco when I land, you know, I'm a Los Angeles round. And I landed, at the camera crew out there is a, a warm welcome. You know, um, went straight to get the physical, came here to the facility, started meeting players, and uh, yeah, it's starting to feel good. It's starting to feel real good. If you look at all the talent that we have. You know, I went to sleep 4-4 four and, four and woke up 7-1, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, you know, on the back end of things, you know, it's, it's not really that bad, and, you know, it's, it's better for me, it's better for the organization, and you just got to, you know, let reality seek in, and, um I get to play with, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, and, you know, Matthew Stafford, and this solid offensive line, and they got a, they got a solid team, and, you know, the Denver Broncos, they're, they're still building. You know, they're still family and stuff, but this team's ready to win right now, ready to win championships right now, and I'm I'm excited to be a part of
0: it. Damn straight, they are. Cooper Cup named the Offensive Player of the Month for a second straight month. Again? September <laughs> Cooper Cup, October Cooper Cup. Oh man, they are ready to win right now. Um, just a, just a couple things. Number one, observations, because we there's no what, what's the talk about football. Yeah, this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, you're first up and you don't even have Derrick Henry to try and keep him off balance this Sunday night. So two things. Number one, um do we tell Vaughn about our feelings of the word solid? That is not that is not the that is not an acceptable adjective. Solid is what you say to somebody, you know, it's solid. It just it's not hey, it's solid just, there. Thing. There are better solid. ones like this is amazing. This is unprecedented. This is exciting. Right. Solid is just uh, I just anybody who tells me, you know, that's solid. Good, solid idea. It's like there are more appropriate adjectives to express excitement. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I know it. you use the word solid all the time, TJ, yeah, and I, 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 think I'm not, I don't just... like it. I try to like, I've tried to like switch my solid around to your way of solid, but it's like, not, I don't uh, understand that. Yeah. People say, hey, man, your show, you got a solid show. And I'm like, that's not, I don't take that as a solid compliment. Show. It's more than solid. It's uh, Emmy nominated. It's, I mean, that is a we fact. We should be that's Emmy that's award winning, damn it. Like, should, that's the well, way it's That's pretty aggressive. The Price is Right is going to take care of that for us this okay, year. Okay. No, oh, you think thing. that we're going to get nominated and win because of our segment of watching you. Well, either Go that, double over either that, live. or The Price uh-huh. Is Right
3: itself is going to okay, win, right. and I'm going to take
0: credit for it because well I was done. on it. Yes. So either way, because you ran, you were, you, dude. When you went out and didn't, and only got a popcorn maker yeah. and blew the car, and then were part of a double over, you were just like Cam Newton. You were iconic and entertaining. Don't let anybody tell you any different. I, and I, and I won't. Okay. I won't. And then the other thing too is, uh, <laughs> and, and and you know how I feel about the Rams organization too, right? I mean, yeah, you found on the team play. Uh, not just that, but I mean, I, I, I. I was there, thank goodness, and I appreciate it. Their choice to emcee their the opener in SoFi to you know thank the the workers, the construction workers, and all the people in Los Angeles who are helping keep everybody safe, the frontline workers. I was the emcee choice, so I say this with all due respect. Uh oh, uh oh, put it up. Uh, I know he's new, but can we can we can we can we attach the zero on his practice jersey a little better than this is Von Miller? <laughs> It's coming off. He's How do you number, even know He's wearing red. number forty because Justin Hollins is fifty-eight. So I mean, he's... Well, forty also Vaughn's college number. Okay, very good. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, can we can we place the iron on top of the zero a little bit better? <laughs> it's those coming rush, off. a rush job, Rich. It's, it's just like, to, a, hey, what do you want? Forty? I don't know. We have a forty. There's literally somebody out there with an iron. <laughs> With his Uh, practice jersey. It's mesh. It's mesh. It doesn't stick very well. Not ready. The Rams equipment people are. It's Von Miller. As much in shock about the trade as the rest of us. Do you You think they noticed? Like during, they're just watching like, oh, man. Uh, They they need to. Just two of my (laughs) observations. First blush. Come on. Oh, I'm
3: fired.